How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to this episode of The God Made Man. If you're new to the channel, my name is Jeremy, and I like to talk about a life that's not self-made or man-made, but truly God-made. In this one, I'm going to talk about why my past relationships failed. So about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was fresh out of a breakup, newly single, heavily depressed, and I was binging my Kit Kats, thinking back on the past relationship and asking myself, why didn't things work out? This was a girl that I thought I would, you know, I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, but things didn't work out. And not just this past relationship, but every relationship in the past, why didn't it work out? And I realized that all of them had a common denominator. And that was me. I was the common factor in all my past relationships. So I started to make a list of all my problems, my issues and shortcomings in hopes that if there was a common root to all of these issues, I need to figure out what that is. I need to fix it so I don't carry this on into a future relationship. And this was the list that I came up with. I wasn't intentional when it came to relationships. I never stated, this is where I see things going. This is how I feel about you. This is where I want things to go in the future. I never stated any of these things. And because of it, it caused a lot of hurt and ambiguity in the relationship. A lot of confusion ended up hurting the other person. Now, when you're first dating somebody, this is okay because you're still getting to know that person, right? If a guy straight out of the back is like, girl, I want want you to have my babies. You know, run from that guy because he's a creep, right? Most likely a creep. But six months down the line, one year down the line, two years down the line, and Jeremy still doesn't know what he wants, this ended up causing a lot of hurt in the hearts of other people. I made excuses for the behaviors of other people. When they gave me clear red flags to leave this relationship, I just brushed it under the rug because I wanted to hold on to this relationship because I liked this person so much. I put up with things then that I would never put up with today. I acted selfishly out of lust. I pursued women for their bodies versus out of love for their character. And I ended up attaching myself to women who I was never meant to be attached with and vice versa. They became attached to me when they were never meant to be attached to me. I ended up wasting their time, wasting my own time. I put women on a pedestal thinking, if I can just get her attention, if I can just get into a relationship with her, then I'll be happy. Then I'll find my satisfaction. Then I'll find my fulfillment. Even though I didn't really verbally say that out loud, deep down inside, that's where I found my happiness. And that's where I found some sense of fulfillment and validation. And because of this, I simped out hard for some of these girls, spending a lot of time, spending a lot of money, spending a lot of effort for women who I knew from the very beginning This is not going to go anywhere. I didn't even have to talk to them to know it, but I still pursued. I did things that I thought I would never do. Lines that I had set for myself, boundaries that I had set for myself years ago, I ended up crossing them. I got on and off of dating apps so frequently that I'm currently banned from one of those dating apps. Now, I have nothing against dating apps. I just don't think it's the best way to meet people. That's content for another video. But I kept going back into the same relationship over and over, creating this cycle of getting together, breaking up, getting together, breaking up. And this just went on for years. I ultimately distorted what God wanted for my life in in hopes that I can kind of mold God into what I wanted for my own life. I ended up leaving a bad taste in the mouth of other people as to how a Christian should behave, what a relationship with God looks like, how a Christian man should pursue a woman. I ultimately was willing, I came to the point where I I was willing to give up my purpose in God in order to hold on to a relationship because I ultimately questioned my faith altogether in God. As I made this list, I was thinking, is there a root cause to all these things? And I realized there was. The root problem to all of these issues was not knowing, and then once knowing, not fully living in my purpose, specifically my purpose in Christ. Let me say that again. The root cause of all of these issues that I listed was not knowing, 
And then once knowing, not fully living in my purpose, specifically my purpose in Christ. When I look back at my life, I can split it up into three phases. The first phase was during my late teens and early 20s where I was fresh out of high school, didn't really know anything about what I wanted to do in my life. I knew where I wanted to go education-wise, but as far as a purpose, I didn't have any purpose in, in my dating life, in my education, in my passions, in my whatever it was. I didn't know where I wanted to go in life. And because of this, and because of the fact that I wasn't the most eloquent, I wasn't the most you know, the best looking guy or the best dressed guy. I just gave my attention to whoever gave me attention. So when you don't have a purpose, you naturally start to gravitate toward other people's purposes, what other people want you to do for your own life. People will dictate to you what they want for your life. And that's where I went. I started chasing these girls who had, there was, there was nothing there. I just ended up wasting my time and wasting the times of other people and just being completely unintentional with where I wanted to go in life because I didn't know where I wanted to go in life. Jay Flo from Redefine TV says, if you don't know where you're going, you're not going to know who to take with you. And that was me. Phase two was probably the most difficult and the phase that I feel like a lot of people get stuck. And this is where I started to grow in my relationship with Christ and started to get a glimpse of what my purpose was. I felt like I was on the cusp of figuring out what I'm on this earth to do. Now, the problem was I was in a relationship at the same time. And I felt like God was asking me to let this person go but I didn't want to. I wanted to pursue my purpose in Christ at the same time, hold on to this relationship. And that resulted in me trying to mold this person into who I wanted her to be in order for her to fit into what I thought was the purpose of Christ for my life. Now, there was nothing wrong or bad about this person. In fact, I look back at all the relationships and I, can, I can't say anything bad about anybody, minus a couple of people, but I, I had good memories, good laughs, good times, and generally, genuinely became a better man because of these women. But that doesn't mean I was meant to spend the rest of my life with this person. But I found myself trying to mold this person into who I wanted them to be because I knew I wanted to pursue Christ. But I also knew I wanted to hold on to this relationship. Mark Ballinger, who is the creator of ApplyGodsWord.com YouTube channel and website, he said in one of his videos that Satan will try to keep you single by tempting you to have this half-hearted obedience toward God. And this is where, I'm, this is where I was at. And this is where I feel like a lot of people get stuck because we, had start, we attach ourselves to this person. And then once we start to realize our purpose and realize that we got to let this person go, we're in this rock and a hard place where we're like, okay, I, I, I want to pursue my purpose, but at the same time, I want to hold on to this relationship. And if you're stuck in this place, let me tell you this. You will never be able to fully chase your purpose if you're holding on to a relationship that God is asking you to let go. You will never fully be able to give yourself 100% of this person because deep down inside, you're going to know that you're not fully living up to where you could be living up to. This is where I was stuck because I wanted to be obedient to God, but at the same time, I knew that I was living in disobedience to him by holding on to this relationship. I wanted to fully love this person and be all in for her, but I couldn't because deep down inside, I knew that I was living a life of disobedience. If you're stuck in this place, obey what God is asking you to do. And I'm not going to say that if you're in this place that your relationship is going to fail. That's just, my relationship didn't work out. That's my situation. But I'm not saying that all relationships are going to fail. All I'm saying is be obedient to what God is asking you to do. Phase three was where I was single and I started to realize that my purpose is not found in a relationship or in a woman, but it is found in the purpose for my life, my passions and my goals and the value that I can bring to my community. This is where my red pill experience was. If you haven't seen the video yet, go and watch red pill, blue pill, purple pill, God's will. I believe that's what I titled it. 
where I talked about my red pill experience. And this is where I started to realize and what, what I started to learn was my purpose is found in my passions, in what I'm on this earth to do and not in a woman. I need to increase my physical stature. I need to increase my finances. I need to be able to stand on my own two feet, increase my value, increase my sexual market value, begin to become a better man physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, in all aspects of life, begin to build up myself, focus on myself. And as a byproduct, women will naturally be attracted to that. Now, the problem with the whole red pill community is that they demonize women. They, essentially, what they teach is that women have no purpose. Outside, not essentially. This is what they straight up say. Women have no purpose. Their only purpose really is to attach themselves to a man who is going somewhere, a high value man. And then once they get tired of him, they'll just monkey branch to the next guy. Now, as I was learning all of this and simultaneously growing in my walk with Christ, there, there started to grow this disconnect. And it's the reason I created this channel. I realized that I could become this great high value man, but completely miss the picture at completely miss it at all. The Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but then lose his soul? Because I can become the highest, you know, market value guy. I can become the best looking, I can, the best looking I could be, become well-dressed, get all the women in my bed and die completely missing the point of what I was on this earth to do. Galatians 6, 8 through 9 says, For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let's not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. The way the world tells you to find purpose is good. But the way they, they, um, they talk about dating is completely wrong, in my opinion, and from what I believe the Word of God says. Rollo Tomasi, in his book, The Rational Male, talks about the spinning plate theory. And essentially, if you've seen it at the circus, the acrobat has several spit plates spinning on a stick. And essentially, when it comes to dating, that's what men need to do. Have several women in your rotation going, you know, you're having sex with them, you're, you're going on dates with them, you're getting to know them, whatever. But... If one of them falls, if one of the plates fall, it's all right. You got three or four other in your rotation. Now, this is where I started to grow in this disconnect, especially when it came to my purpose, because I realized what better place for the creation to find its purpose than in its creator. And I realized that I can grow in this great worldly purpose of mine and become this high value man and completely miss the picture. But if I found my purpose in what Christ was asking me to do, I would not only impact this life, but the life to come. As I've grown in my relationship with Christ, I've realized that there is a bigger purpose than just what we see on this earth. There's a Bible verse, I don't have it listed here, but it says, now that we're saved, we set our uh, we set our sights on eternal things, on spiritual things, because we're no longer, we realize that this world is just a small blip on this grand scheme of eternity. And there is a bigger picture rather than just the money that I make rather than just the job, the job that I have rather than just the girls that I can pull on this world. There is a bigger picture. And as I started to grow in my relationship with Christ through the help of the Holy spirit, I was able to control my lust. My, you know, I was able to get more self control over my lust. And when that came into dating, I realized that women are not sex objects for me to just pleasure myself with, but rather these are daughters of God. These are sisters in Christ and they need to be respected and treated like that. They're not just spinning plates that I have on rotation, but rather these are women that need to be 
treated like sisters. They need to be cherished like women and like daughters of God. And when it came to dating, the way my perception changed was I stopped looking at women simply for what they offered physically. But I started to vet women for who they were as a character because when life gets tough, when a man is on purpose, he realizes that he needs more than just sex. He needs more than just a booty. Especially when you're focused on Christ, you realize that a God-made woman is one who brings purpose and who one, one who brings beauty and help into your life. If you read Proverbs 31, you realize this, you can see that this type of woman is, is one that blesses her husband, is one that her husband is very proud about. And the Bible says she brings good to his life all the days of her life. And this is what I, my view of dating started to change because, you know, you see pretty women at the gym all the time. You see pretty women out in public all the time. But my perception changed from, okay, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. You know, what do I got to do? To, you're so pretty, but so what? If you don't have character and virtue and a, a godly, you know, disposition, so what? What good are you going to do for me? I, I need more than just sex because if you were to take sex completely out of the picture, are you of any value to me? Do you bring anything into this world? And a lot of girls, you know, it's hard to, it's tough to say, do not, especially in today's sex crazed culture. There's a lot of women who are just flaunting their bodies because that's what gets attention. And I truly believe if we had more men on purpose, living their life on purpose, specifically their purpose in Christ, OnlyFans, Pornhub, all of these like sexually driven websites and the sex crazed world would have nothing to feed off of it because there would be no simps. We would have men who are completely focused on a bigger picture rather than just trying to satisfy themselves with pleasure. There's a quote that I read, when you don't have a purpose, you distract yourself with pleasure. And I feel like that's where a lot of men are in today's world. Um, we have a lot of men who are just focused on pleasuring themselves without having a true purpose in life. And when you find your purpose in Christ, you realize that women are not a liability to that purpose, but a God-made woman is an asset to that purpose. And you start to vet women completely differently. Even the Christian women who say they're Christian, you start to look at them completely differently for not just what they bring to the table physically, but what they bring to the table spiritually, emotionally, mentally, financially. You start to evaluate a woman for her character. And this is, it's, it's hard to find men like this, and it's hard to find women like this. And in, in Proverbs, it says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, but ultimately men, if you don't know what you're looking for, how in the world are you going to find it? This applies for both men and women. Philippians 3, 8 says, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Romans 8.28 says, For we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, those who have been called according to his purpose. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you can test and discern the will of God for your life, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Men and women, this is what the dating world needs today. You know, I, I talk about both men and women, but I, I want to come after the men. The dating world, the, our families, our, our, our nation, America, this world, what they need, what we need more is men who can initiate with purpose, who know where they're going in life, who don't beat around the bush, who can lead with strength, and who follow the example of Jesus Christ. This is what the world needs today, not just the dating world, but this is what our nation, this is what the earth needs today. 
And don't get me wrong, I don't want to paint a picture that living life on purpose has just been easy and things are just flowing and things are just coming to me and things are going great. In fact, you know, I've made a lot of failures, especially in the area of dating over the past year. But the beauty about living on purpose is that when you know where you're going, those deviations that you have off of purpose are, are fewer and fewer in number. When I didn't have a purpose in life, my dating life was just scattered. I just let things happen to me. I just went after whoever came after me. There was no rhyme or re I just went after whoever, whatever, whenever. When I started to live my life on purpose, I realized that not everybody can run with me. Not everybody is going to be able to just, I can't just let any woman into my life. This woman has to be more than just physical appearance. This woman has to be a godly woman who is actually going to add some value to my life because I know what I'm bringing to the table. I know exactly what I'm bringing to the table. And if you're not able to run with me at the same pace, then I'm not going to run this race with you. I need somebody who's going to keep up pace with me. That might sound kind of prideful, but that's kind of the, that's where I've come to. And I feel like more men need to come to this point where we, we don't just we don't just get drawn by a woman's beauty and we're just, oh my God, just drooling after this woman's beauty, but rather we need to look at women and say, it's a good thing that you're pretty. So what? What good is that going to do me? What good is that going to do for me to, to live this life? And the beauty about doing life the way Christ asked you to do it is because he doesn't just ask you to live a life and just leave you to it. He asks you to live it and then gives you what you need to help you accomplish that purpose. And that's the same thing when it comes to dating. He helps you figure out, is this the person that I need to pursue or not? And God gives you clarity. He gives you wisdom as to who to pursue, who to bring in your life. And this applies to both men and women. And God will bring that person in front of you for you to evaluate, for you to pursue. And he will allow both of you to do that purpose together. That's the beauty about doing relationship. That's the beauty about finding purpose God's way. It doesn't put men and women at odds. In fact, men and women were created different in order to, uh, you know, in order to accomplish the purpose that Christ has for them together. Now, if you're listening to this, I've never done this in a previous episode, but if you're listening to me talking about this relationship with Christ and you yourself do not have a relationship with Christ, but would like one, this is what the scripture says. Romans 10, 9 through 11 says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved as the scriptures say. Anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. So I want to pray for you now, for the people who are listening and the people who feel like God is calling you to have a relationship with him. God is drawing you toward him. Respond to that call. As the word says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he raised Christ from the dead, you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and it is with your mouth that you profess. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. And we realize that even on our best days, we are sinners in need of a Savior, and we thank you for sending your Son down to die for us, to bridge the gap for us, and that he rose again on the third day, that we have hope now in a relationship with Jesus Christ. We thank you that we are saved from our sins. We believe in our hearts, and we are confessing with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord of all, the one and only God. And we thank you, dear God, that now we get to do life with you in the way that you have designed for us to live it. We completely surrender our lives to you in a way that pleases you, in a way that glorifies you. In Jesus' name, amen. Your Christian walk doesn't just begin with a prayer that you prayed once or the prayer that you just prayed now. It is a daily process. It is a daily process of laying down what you want and taking up the cross of Christ for what he is asking you to do on a daily basis. And you will soon realize that a life that is truly 
fulfilling, a life that is truly impactful in this life and the life to come is not self-made, it's not man-made, but truly God-made. Peace and blessings.